We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back Welcome to the All Bases Cover podcast. I'm getting a bad audio connection, so I'm going to drop for a second. I'll be right back. I apologize to the audience. Uh, sorry about that, Josh. I was getting a lot of feedback, and I had a terrible connection, so I had to, I had to drop and come back on that shitty blog talk radio audio. Are you, no, I we think are it's here, you, bro. <laughs> we are here at All Bases Covered Podcast. It is a Monday. We are back at it strong. We're missing. Uh, we're missing a few people, Josh. I mean, we're missing. We're missing Sam. And we're missing Joe. Uh, I'm not sure where Joe, Joe's been. Dude, Joe's this, is becoming, this is starting to become fucking ridiculous, bit. man. I mean, how are we going to have a podcast and half our fucking crew can't even get on? I mean, I, like, you we know, have, we have, we have record really... numbers last last week, and now we got no one to fucking show up. This is some bullshit. I mean, Sam's got work. I mean, I, mean, I, I had, I've had work a couple oh, times. Come I had to call on, off. man. I mean, you. I, I keep hearing excuses on all this stuff. Last, last hey, Friday, you had to work. Fucking you <laughs> shut your mouth about time you fucking come on. Uh, but I mean, you've been, been MIA for like three weeks, bro. I've been on. Okay. For the record, not been MIA for three weeks. Fuck you. Um, let's see. I missed. What Friday? No, we didn't have one Friday. I list. I missed Mondays. Uh, Three weeks. Sorry. Okay. So and then Sam, Sam again. On last Sam week. again. I, so that was last uh, week. It's either he's sick. Uh, it's either Sam's sick or he's got work. So what's what's the deal, Lou? It's your brother-in-law. Come on. What's the deal? Does he not want to be on the on I mean, the show? Got, with he's us? got work. He's, he, no, he's he's still on the show, man. Hey. Uh, Hey, He's, shut the fuck up. What are we talking okay. about? What are we starting with? What are we starting right. with? Second, Josh, though, I guess I have to tell you, special guest now, dialing them in. Do what now? Is that is that Josh talking shit right now? <laughs> what the fuck? You Luke, I swear to God, I'm going to beat your fucking ass, Lou. You fucking set my bitch ass up. You called me. We fucking talked for an hour. Dude, what the fuck? You told me to just go off the fucking rails on everybody. No, they were damn well sure that these people were going to fucking come on the show, dude. That's fucking bullshit. Come on. To be you. Fuck, man. I'm, I'm sorry, God, man. It. I'm sorry, dude. No, there's no excuse sorry. for this shit. I'm, I'm out. Dude, Josh. Josh, come All on, right. man. Now that, now on, Josh dude. is gone. Don't get too oh, now pissed. that Josh is gone, man, all the real it's men. It's just a late God. April Fool's joke. What? Hey, uh, now that Josh is gone, all the real men. Josh dropped, really dude. Oh, he really dropped? He really oh, he'll dropped, be back on. Man. He'll be back on. Fuck off. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> hey, 
especially we can uh, we start talking about WrestleMania since he's not here. Can't talk WrestleMania without Josh. We need somebody. Somebody reach out to Josh, and I'm going to tell him not to be butt hurt. Not to be butt hurt. <laughs> Can't WrestleMania without. Did he Josh. really just drop? Did he really drop though? Yeah, he's really dropped. Wow, he took it seriously, huh? Nah, he's he's trying to pull one. Whatever. Oh, hey, let's talk about the LSU women winning national title. I do want but to talk about that. Uh, uh, but being called classless. Wait a second. Yeah, but they weren't classless. I, I, that bothers me to an extent. But um, hold on. Um, Josh, I'm trying to text Josh to come to come back. Anyways, um, talk a little WrestleMania. I also have to update the Divas bracket. Um. All right, so Josh, you want, but while we wait for Josh to get his panties out of a bunch, um, <laughs> let's let's talk a little LSU Iowa women's basketball. LSU, I, honestly, this is a great run in the tournament. Kim Mulkey actually just came over there last season from Baylor, where she won a couple national titles, and LSU's women's program was not doing. I don't think they were doing that good up until Kim Mulkey took over. And they beat, and, and they beat Iowa handedly. And I, Iowa probably had one of the best players in the nation in Caitlin Clark going for them. But obviously, nobody's paying attention. Nobody wanted to talk about after the game. Uh, not about how great they played in the tournament, how out- outstanding their players were. No, it, it came down to two things: how horribly officiated the game was, and then obviously the, the bit of taunting. Um, that the LSU player did. I mean, and I don't know why I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. It's Angel Reese. out here. Anybody know? Reese. Angel Reese. Thank you. Um, yes, you know, I'm back, bitches. How classless. <laughs> Josh is back. All right. Um, Louie promised me a blowjob later, so. That was I a bad sell, it. Josh. That was not, a bad sell on being angry. Not what happened. I'm very teethy, by the way. I'm very teethy. On that, so that's you know, enter at your own risk. Stop and, while you're ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, so Dave Portnoy uh, from Bar School was on Twitter talking about how classless she was. Keith Olbermann was saying things, and it became a very black and white issue where all the black athletes and 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 sports media people were like. You're classless, and you weren't saying the same thing about Caitlin Clark a few weeks ago or a few days ago when she did the exact same gesture. This is my thing. Trash talk, don't fucking play sports. Caitlin Clark handled it like a G because she knew she had it coming in a way. If you're going to run your mouth constantly and taunt people when you're winning, you got to be pre- prepared to eat shit when you're losing. Just like all of us fucking Bengals fans had to eat shit from the Chiefs when we did all that fucking talking. Uh, we had our stupid goddamn boy. mayor call it. Yeah, yeah. So our stupid goddamn mayor calling it Burrowhead and saying that, you know, we're taking a paternity test to see who Patrick Mahomes' daddy is and all this dumb shit. Now, we ran our mouth and we lost. Lou, I agree with you that is very similar to, like, 
like you said, the mayor running his mouth and all that shit and, you know, put your foot in your mouth. But here, here's what kills me is, you know, this isn't an individual player problem. This is a societal problem because, you know, we are lowering the bar and the expectations of our athletes and they're supposed to be these, you know, these front figures for kids and stuff like that to look up to. Well, when you, you know, like, I mean, hell, I coach wrestling, and every kid that I coach, with, before they step on the mat, I always tell them, we win like a champion, we lose like a champion. That does not mean you go out there and fucking taunt because you just whipped someone's ass or you, uh, you cry like a little bitch because you lost. You win like a champion, you lose like a champion. And that needs to be the mindset for all of these athletes, but it's not. You know, like, I disagree, I mean, man. Let, let, pe- let people be people. I think it's a let generational thing. Swagger. I think this generation of players that are in sports, they love to dish it out, but they hate to get it back. No, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. That uh, I, mean, I agree that Caitlin Clark deserved to get it right back to her face. I didn't see the extent yeah, of it, but, but hey, here's the thing, though. I agree. I agree that she deserved to get it back. I'm saying that across the board, she shouldn't have done it in the first place, and then Angel Reese shouldn't have done it because two wrongs don't make a right. No, I mean, I, I, that's I, what dude, I'm, it's, it's I'm, fine, I'm moment, fine with that. Man. I'm fine with trash talking. It's it's the back it's and the forth. Moment, it's a competitive got, sport. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. You're, you, the problem. The problem is, is everybody. No one. Stephen A. Smith said it perfectly. No one said anything when Caitlin Clark did it. Nobody. Right. But as soon as this girl Nobody. did it, everybody had a problem with uh, it. Class. So, it's uh, yeah. You know, yeah, one with some no, dignity. It, blah 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 blah. Uh, okay, yeah. but the the girl two game two days before didn't do the same shit. So. She got right. it back. Exactly. Move on. Who cares? Yeah. You don't have to say shit exactly. about it. Exactly. I I so. agree, man. I it's it's stupid, you know. And as far as the role models go, to these kids, Ice Cube once said, "Do I look like a motherfucking role model to a kid looking up to me? Life ain't nothing but bitches and money." Sorry to go Max Kellerman there, but right there, Charles Barkley also said it too. Not a role model. So you know, kids. Kids have other role models. Of course, they're imperfect. They're athletes. So, not perfect human beings. Okay. And you know so, what? So, wait a minute. Hold on. So, I'm going to throw this back at you. If athletes aren't allowed to be ro- or aren't expected to be role models, then I'll even throw back, and I'm going to go old school. Does that also mean that maybe, like, Kirkpatrick stays out of politics? Because he's not a role Ooh. model, and instead of using his level, Kwame, Kwame, man, Kwame. Who? Like you can't Kirk have it both ways. Yeah, Kwame Kilpatrick. Yeah, Kwame I'm going to kneel during the anthem. Colin Kaepernick. Or Kaepernick, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! Way off there, name, Joe. Right? Way off. <laughs> Where, where did they just tonight. go? Did this I was right somewhere? Because, hold on, hold on. Kwame Kilpatrick was the ex-mayor uh, uh, of Detroit, and he was uh, pardoned by Trump before he left office, and he stole a bunch of pension money. Yeah. 
So I really but thought I, you were talking about it. I don't know Tonight, I, I guess, was way off. Fuck you guys. Exactly. But, fucking guy. Jesus point, Christ. Hey, just because I got the fucking name wrong doesn't mean that I'm not wrong in the sense that, again, now you – so you have athletes that are like, Wait a oh, second, I'm not though. A... Wait a second. Let me ask you this question, Joe, yeah. because was Colin yeah. Kaepernick doing it from a social stance? from a social justice standpoint, or was he doing it as a role model? Because I don't really think it had shit to do with being a role model. I think it was more about he was taking a social justice stand on something that he didn't believe was right. And he, and he so, fucking – I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, he's doing it for the little kids. He didn't do it for the little kids. Kneeling for the so children as a so, role model. So when I say – so when you say role model, okay – you are influenced, and, and maybe I get rid of uh, role model because nowadays, uh, what do we call it? An influencer, right? An influencer. Well, these athletes and celebrities and everything are influencers. Well, whether you signed up to be an influencer or not, you fucking are. Yeah, I have to agree with, with I mean, Joe on that one. Like, just the fact that they have the platform does not mean that. There, there is some responsibility that comes with it, just a little bit. You know, you, you're nationally no, televised no, all over the world, right? Everyone knows you. Milton and Kim Kardashian uh, fucking role keep models. If my daughter, if I had a daughter that said, I want to be like Kim Kardashian, I'd be like, you better fucking go to church because you, I don't want you being anything like Kim Kardashian. Is Kim Kardashian held to the same standard? That athletes are? No, 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 no. In the same famous. token, though, you take the, the opposite uh, of Kim, Kim Kardashian, and that a person well, also has the same platform. Kardashian has the platform that an athlete does. is just as popular as many athletes. Uh, and and so why but, don't we hold well, well considering... TV stars or movie stars to the same to the same level of accountability that you want to hold young athletes to who are also no, a lot of them I don't disagree. are in their early 20s. I don't I don't disagree. Whether you're an athlete, a movie star, like, you are an influencer. And by the way, politician. Uh, Kim, looking it up here, Kim Kardashian has 342 million followers right now. So I think there's about 342 million people that think she's relevant. Like, and I agree with you. She's fucking not, goofy as hell. But I'm not I mean, saying relevant. I'm saying – little kids out there. I guarantee See, you some the of kids was out of that 342 million. Be like Kim Kardashian, but yet no one's holding her to the standard. Must behave. Like you know, model. I don't so think it's, 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 it's I don't think people. I'm switching to my so Hey Mike, I don't think that yes. they want to be like Kim Kardashian. I think it's more of Hey, listen, she now can hit the masses with whatever her opinion is. And this generation is so weak-minded when it comes to forming their own opinion that it's easily just taken in and it becomes their opinion at that point. Everybody's so drinking the factor, cool whether you choose to like it or not, you are a little bit of a role model, a, a bit. The responsibility is yours on what you say and you put out there. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I buy that or not. That the responsibility is on them. I think the responsibility. Well, is on I'm the not parents. selling it, bro. I'm just telling you, right? You don't have to buy yeah. it. I, I. I think. I think. I think the parents. It's up to the parents to say, okay, 
yeah, you can admire this person, but you know they all have flaws, uh, just like everybody else. I, I don't, I don't think it should be up to that person to sit there and, and be like, oh, you know, Patrick Mahomes can't go do this and this because kids look up, look up to you. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not their no, parent. No, it's not, it's, it, bro. You know? You're getting it wrong. Yeah. It's not, it's not. We're not. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes can't do whatever. He could do whatever the hell he wants, but he should probably think about the effect it is on everybody else that's watching him. As soon as you get to Patrick Mahomes' stance, everybody's watching him, right? It's probably in your best interest to not do anything to stir the pot. I don't know. All right. Let's let's see. Muted you because there's a lot of fucking background noise there. Sounded like you you were digging through the garbage or something. So You're that's why I muted you. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's a good one. Sticks and stones, motherfucker. <laughs> Break my bones. All right. WrestleMania Luna. 39 Luna. was... WrestleMania 39 Well, we got to we gotta do our weekend. Divas bracket. Louie, we got the Divas bracket updated for the finals. All right. We got the finals. Who's in the finals? Who's in the finals? All right. Becky Lynch going over Miss Elizabeth with 61% of the vote. Stacey Keebler going over Paige with a whopping 75% of the vote. Andy Rose going over Lita. 55% of the vote. Our closest matchup was Trish Stratus and Nikki Bella with Trish Stratus going in with 52% of the vote. It gives us a final four of Becky Lynch and Stacey Keebler and Mandy Rose and Trish Stratus. Oh, I love it. That's my four I picked. That, it's going to be tough. This is I now I thought quite ways back that Becky Lynch would go to the finals Met Keebler, but now that Stacey Keebler is back in the news and all those those real highlights of her wrestling because she went in the Hall of Fame, Stacey Keebler might go into the finals. It might. I I think it's. I'm projecting Stacey Keebler and Mandy Rose as a championship. That's a bold call there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who you guys are feeling on that one, but. I know Josh probably thinks Mandy Rose is going to take the whole title. I personally would take Trish Stratus over Mandy Rose. I also would take Stacey yeah, Keebler that's what over Mandy say. Rose. But I'm an I old school Becky person. I think over all of them. Becky's my chick. <laughs> well, let's see what, what everybody thinks, and then we'll go on to our next bracket after this is done. So WrestleMania 39 – I thought overall the two nights were were a fairly good show. Oh, what I thought were the I'll best matches. To, I'll, have to, I'll have to agree to Sorry, disagree ahead, on on that. I, I okay. think night one, night one was phenomenal. Loved every minute of night okay. one. Okay. Great matches. Oh. Uh, everything just seemed to to line up. Uh, night two, yeah. night one, yeah. just full of mishaps. It just did not seem like wait night two the storyline night two night two sorry night one was great night two sucked I I did not like night two at all uh, you didn't really see the title changes that you kind of expect and it, it seemed like they put the 
the only title changes they did was on Saturday night. Nothing changed hands on Sunday, which I think was the wrong move. Um, definitely, definitely could have improved on that. Uh, I, it, it seemed like it all went downhill when Shane Torres quad. That was fucking hilarious. I'm not even going to lie. feel bad for the guy, yeah. but that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing about night two. I've been best match from night two was definitely the Intercontinental title match. Gunther against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. That stole yeah. the show to me, in my opinion. That stole the show. But there was a couple matches that I think they went the wrong way on. First off, Miller should have gone over Edge. Edge is a Hall of Famer. He's an he's a part timer. He doesn't need the rub. I, I agree with Edge you. There. I will say if if it was regular Finn Balor, then I could see Edge going over, right? But you brought the demon out, demon. right? That he should right. never got beaten as the demon. That's supposed to be no. a special character. You don't ever see. It's very rare when he brings him out. Definitely should right. have had the demon go over edge, over edge in that match. So one hundred percent agree with you on that. And then the other match that I thought should have won should have gone the other way is I thought Damage Control should have beat Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch doesn't need the rub. She's also kind of injured a little bit. That's why she wasn't in like a singles program. Trish Stratus and Lita are legends. They lose. They're, they've done what they've done. They've they've won championships. They're, they're Hall of Famers. Damage control could have used that win. The marquee women of WWE, and the fact that they let Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky go over Damage Control, who they've been trying to build up as a formidable faction, I thought was a mistake. I'll kind of agree. I, I like the fact that Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, Tris, and, and Lita did win that match, but I, you're 100% right with damage control. They they damaged that group, starting with yeah. uh, Bailey. You had her lose multiple matches to Becky Lynch, um, right? To Bianca Belair, like you built this group up, and they were seemed like unstoppable, but you had them start losing that momentum, momentum, and start losing, and I think that ruined it. So it'll be interesting to see if mm-hmm. WWE will start splitting them up now, because you got to you got to repackage Bailey and do something else with her because well, what's work, what what's going on is not working. Well, Bailey had an interesting tweet um, where she um, after it was um, trying to find it here, but it was very cryptic, um, and she basically was like. Um, uh, I can't – I'm trying to find it right now. And she may have deleted it, and I was trying to find um, – oh, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end by – that was on April 2nd. And uh, it was very cryptic. I, we don't know what it means. Anything. It might not mean anything. She might not even be talking about it, but it seems like she's kind of unhappy with the way great has gone with that. So – I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, uh, we'll you start looking, you start looking at everything that's going on the last six months with Bailey. Everything she's done is it's she's lost. So, one hundred percent agree with you, Bianca Belair. I think that was a mistake having her go over Oscar. Uh, okay. You you debut Oscar with a brand new look. Uh, 
have her come back, uh, win the Royal Rumble, and you don't have her win. That's just a bad yeah. look. Bianca Belair's give her all the credit in the world. She's a phenomenal athlete, but her title reign the last six months has just been blah. Just yeah. it's not exciting. It's not over. No. So why continue? Yeah. You got to get fresh. You got to get somebody fresh in there that can to get these people back interested in the women's division because it's just not there. Yeah, you know, and you yeah. know what the most entertaining Bianca Belair was was when she got squashed by Becky Lynch, and then it was her chase for the entire year, culminating with her beating Becky Lynch at WrestleMania to win back the title. That was exactly. It was, but they haven't had her in great feuds since she's been champion. They 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 really just haven't had her in a lot of interesting things. Um, honestly, I, I it's yeah her 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 run's been kind of stale, almost like, and it's not always her fault. It's kind of like uh, when they put the WWE title on Big E, right? He didn't get in any memorable feuds, uh, and then he lost. He dropped the title to I believe Bobby Lashley or somebody. Um, yep. But he wasn't in any memorable feuds up to that point, and kind of a problem. And that's why I'm kind of interested. If it's the like pulling the chains off the track to... before the engine got started, right? Right, exactly. pretty much, exactly. exactly. Here's how I think they get them get get them excited, get the female uh, wrestlers back in, in the you know in, in competitive. Change the wrestling ring to an octagon, and then bring back okay. Ronda Rousey because she does better in the octagon than she does on the ring. Yeah, speaking of that, I mean, that was a shit show. That match was fucking horrible. That was bad. That was terrible. Uh, I mean, so you was just Brock Lesnar and Omos. Yeah, it kind of was. was. But, I mean, you kind of expected it. With... Shit. You kind of expect that, though, with with Omos. He just, he's not very good in the ring. He's just, he's giant Gonzalez and, and, uh. Great colleague. Great colleague. Great colleague, yeah. Just very yeah. weird in the <laughs> ring. Very yeah. limited skill set, not many moves, and it's not working. Yes, he's no. a big giant. No, but but he doesn't move like Kane, Undertaker, the Big Show. Problem. If he is, exactly. Is, have guys that are just put you in like chokeholds and manhandle you. This isn't 1975 anymore. Andre the Giant, the way he wrestled, wouldn't work in today's wrestling world. No, because you need the flippy flops. And, and you need Brock to be Sherman able to be somewhat be a little bit. But, like, not take anything away from Andre the Giant. He was a great entertainer and he's a Hall of Famer. What I'm saying is his style wouldn't work in today's, basically. You know, that that match against Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania 3, everybody talks about it, about how cause it was the build and it was one of the most hyped matches. But if you actually watch the match, it's nothing special. It's, it's Andre the Giant uh, basically, like, working back but for you know why, though. seven minutes. You know why, bear hug. Because he was but hurt. You, you know he why. Was not, he was, yeah, he was hurt. He was injured that whole time. He, uh, his yeah, back he was, was, he was horrible. It had already started giving out. Like, that was the end. WrestleMania three was the end of Andre the Giant. Like, like, five years earlier, he was still fairly dominant. But, um, yeah, I just guys that move slow in the ring that don't have a big move set that are just real clunky, they just they don't pass in today's world anymore. 
No, uh, you're, so you're WWE, right uh, WWE had a big merger. Um, uh, it was announced that uh, they Endeavor is going to be buying out WWE. So Endeavor is the parent company to UFC. So I, I got a question, guys. Well, they're not buying. They're not. They're not buying out. They're. They're still. They're, Vince still has just a controlling percentage. Yes. They're merging, but okay. UFC has right. the uh, majority rule. Majority, yeah. They have fifty-one to forty-nine percent. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Vince still has a percentage. No, he didn't sell yeah, the company. But when you're talking about a board, yeah. um, when they go to vote, you vote using your, you know, your percentage. Well, fifty-one is going to be forty-nine. So guess what? My rules are going to go because I got fifty-one. Fuck off. <laughs> so they well, got. So I'm kind of. I'm kind of curious how this is actually going to look, look at the way the deal is structured, Joe. It's not. He hasn't given up creative control of WWE. He wanted a cash in, in, infusion from another company. Which well, is I know, why but, he was out there looking for Saudi money a couple months ago. No, I understand that, but they also haven't said that the actual company has a name or anything yet. Um, but everything looks good when you first post it out there, and you know. But yeah, he got his money. But I just foresee UFC being the majority, like, decision maker. I'm not saying that they're going to completely, like, get rid of WWE or anything, but you're going to see a lot of UFC decisions that I guarantee uh, McMahon would not want to do. I mean, but that's not the problem. I think it's a good move on his part. It's a great move, and I think he's already has that issue with Fox and also with uh, the USA Network, because they make some of these decisions too. Yes, Vince McMahon has creative control, whatnot, but he still has to put certain superstars on Fox. He's still got to put certain superstars on USA Network. Right. But but getting back to, like, the WrestleMania night night two, is is that the reason why Roman Reigns went over and not Cody Rhodes? Because of that deal? It could be. Could be. Um, they might feel like they want to. Maybe they don't think Cody can can carry the. I th- carry Honestly, the the, the ratings right now. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Thank you. Built you built Cody Rhodes up for the last year and a half, even though he got hurt. Yeah. And it was supposed to culminate at WrestleMania. Everybody's sick and tired of this reign uh, that he's had. Uh, they need to get two belts back. So yeah. the way to do it was you have Cody win, and then he's like, look, I'm splitting these titles back. I'm staying on Raw. You can have a tournament for the SmackDown, ter- SmackDown title, you know? They could have easily done something yeah. stupid like that. Um, yeah. Or or they could be building to eventually maybe it's Jay that dethrones Roman Reigns. Maybe that's what they're working for. Uh, I forgot it's a rumor too, because uh, he's yeah. the first match was against Jay when he got the title. Well, well, you know it'll be interesting. I, I personally don't think this is gonna thing for WWE uh, too much, other than we'll probably see a lot more UFC guys maybe making appearances. Yeah, maybe, and I think that's kind of cool. You get like you might have a dream yeah. matchup scenario where you would like to see a UFC fighter go up against a wrestler. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't yeah. they, they tried like that in, uh, AEW? 
Yeah, they tried to, They kind of tried that with AEW, and it really didn't go over very well. Well, right. And right. I, I also disagree well, in the I mean, fact that AEW like, also didn't merge with those, you know, and the people that were on right. AEW were already retired or semi-done with MMA. Here's True. the thing, though, is, like, I agree it'll be neat to see every once in a while, but, like, I don't want to see them intertwine too much because, you know, when I see WWE, like, I mean, we know it's fake. It's it's an opera. UFC is not a fucking opera. Like, uh, right. You know, I don't want reality and fiction colliding. I, it's not an opera. It's a fucking soap. It's a <laughs> men's soap. Get it right, Joe. It's a soap opera. God damn you, Joe. Soap opera. Fuck off. opera. We're not singing. This ain't still real to me, damn it. This isn't American fucking idol. Wait, you mean the United States? Wait, you mean? You can't see me. I mean, come on. They're singing. Come on. I want to play this clip that I got on speak for yourself. And it was somebody that I can't stand talking to Manuel Acho. He bothers the shit oh, out of me. It must be your but anyway, <laughs> that must be your anyway, best friend, Mr. Right. Play that, that clip. Not quite. Clip about what he thinks that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and all these quarterbacks should be doing. And because they're oh, apparently I mad that Joe that. Burrow said, his contract negotiations are a cone of silence. I'm going to play this clip. Something called going favored nations. Favored nations is when a group of people come together and they all agree that they want the same thing. We saw it before with the show Friends, Jennifer Aniston, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, etc. What they did was they went favored nations and they said, we all want to make the same amount of money. They ended up all getting $1 million per episode. Because one individual cast member will not be stronger than the network, but the entire cast can be stronger than the network. One individual football player, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, they will not be stronger than the owners, but all of those players can collectively be stronger than the owners. Joe Burrow should not vow a silence with the Cincinnati Bengals. Instead, he should call up Lamar, call up Hurts, call up Herbert, and they should collectively say, we will not play this season unless we all get fully guaranteed deals. Now, the amount that is guaranteed, that can fluctuate dependent upon the team and the salary cap. But imagine if we woke up on Monday morning and saw Herbert, Hertz, Burrow, Lamar put out the same exact statement with their signatures on the bottom. We will not play this season unless we all get fully guaranteed deals. Favored nations and entertainment ideology that you see as it pertains to contracts is something that NFL players should adopt. If you really want to see a seismic shift in the National Football League as it pertains to fully guaranteed contracts, Lamar Jackson, you individually will not be stronger than an owner. Joe Burrow, you individually will not be stronger than the owner. But collectively, we've never truly seen four top eight quarterbacks be up for a contract at the same time period in time. We're witnessing that right now in 2023. Those players have to leverage their power. Player empowerment. The operative word there is not empowerment. Shady, the operative word there is actually player. And I think those players need to come together to make a change. But what do you say about that? I totally agree. So, that's complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. I hate his voice. Dude, 
I, I can't remember the last time I saw Matthew Perry get sacked by Aaron Donald. I don't, I don't give a fuck if you bring it up entertainment, law. It's a completely di- – it's not apples to apples. You can't compare a TV show and playing fucking in the NFL. And I mean, here's the, problem with these, here's the problem with these fully guaranteed contracts is these these teams are going to be on the fucking hook for $50, $60 million a year if these players get hurt and they're done and they can't play another fucking down. Or they can go, hey, you know what? My contract's fully guaranteed. I'm going to go ahead and just sit out and not risk my fucking body. So, I mean, or, or they or they could wait longer to come back off an injury. You know, ah, I'm going to sit exactly. this one out. AK, and well, that's what basketball players. That's what basketball players are doing. There's no reason exactly. Kevin Durant needed a whole year and a half to get over his Achilles injury. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. He was chilling. I say we pay him by the hour. Yeah. The case. Then, I just uh, go ahead. Sorry, no, no. Athletes get contracts should be fully guaranteed. It shouldn't be fully guaranteed in Major League Baseball. It shouldn't be fully guaranteed in basketball. If if you are not meeting performance in our jobs, Josh, Joe, and Sam, in our jobs, our contracts are not fully guaranteed. If if we're not doing our jobs, we're not we're not holding up our end of the bargain. If Josh isn't hitting sales numbers, they're gonna let our ass go. Our contracts are not fully fucking guaranteed. Athletes shouldn't be either. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I, I have I have I have a, a, a solution to to his his fucking take. All right, so go ahead, give him fully guaranteed contracts, right? But you know what? If you're one yard shy of your fucking yard total, touchdown total, whatever the fuck you want to call it, if you're point fucking one percent off your accuracy percentage for the year, you're not getting the fully guaranteed. You'll get a percentage of it. You'll get the percentage of what you uh, met for your goals, what you put out at the beginning of the year, and that's the length of your contract. If you can't perform, you're not going to get paid. Well, All right, Coach, I'll all... sign that contract, but my goal is going to be three yards. <laughs> and, and what's crazy is if you go back and look at it, yeah. they're all blaming Patrick Mahomes. Everyone yeah, they go are. back and say it's Patrick Mahomes' fault because he had the Chiefs by the balls. He, he could have had the Chiefs by the balls and made them that. All he cared about was getting that half-billion-dollar contract for so many years. Mahomes he didn't get that full, fully guaranteed money. Holmes wanted to win, and that's why his contract was structured the way it was. Exactly. Mahomes wanted to win more. He didn't just want to be like, okay, I'm the guy that made it to two Super Bowls and I'm done. Right? I Holmes is not likely – no one is going to match Tom Brady's ten Super Bowls and seven rings. I just don't think it's going to happen again. And I might be wrong, but I don't see it happening. But I do think Mahomes can at least win four Super Bowls. And I, I believe that quarterbacks in the AFC, Joe Burrow, maybe Josh Allen, possibly Trevor Lawrence, some of these other guys can at least get one or two. I, I, I believe you know, Burrow can at least get two Super Bowl rings at some point in time, hopefully, uh, if not just one. But And, and you were saying like, like 15, one, 16 years down the line, right? 10-plus years down the line, right? Exactly. Like 10, 12-plus years okay. down the line. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, Burrow said a cone of silence, a vow of silence, because, you know, from what I'm hearing, Burrow's negotiations have been very good, and he's not looking to break the bank. Whatever the Bengals give him, 
he also doesn't want to going out there and impacting how other dudes are getting paid. So, you know, because if Burrow comes out because I'm taking less money and I'm doing this, you know, then the Chargers are going to be like, well, how about, you know, Herbert, you take a little less money. We can surround you with more talent. Like, every quarterback has their own decision to make, right? Emmanuel Alcho shouldn't be out there saying, well, you know, all these guys should band together to do the same thing. No. What's bad for someone is bad for everyone. Else. Well, right. here's the diff- here's, and, you know, here's the one thing I can say about between Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. You watch yeah. both of their Heisman speeches, right? What did Joe Burrow do? He talked about the love of his coach. He talked about feeding people in Akron, doing a free, uh, raising money for that. Lamar Jackson didn't do either one, right? That's the difference between Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow, it didn't seem like he was all about the money and the guaranteed. Lamar Jackson, he wants the guaranteed money because he knows. And even like, if hey, Lamar Jackson does, style. I'm not going to. I was, I was I'm just going to say, even if you Lamar at, Jackson. You look at. Sorry. I'm not damn, Lou. Go finish what you're saying. No. Well, you told uh, me to go ahead, and then you started talking again. I know. Anyway. And then you, yeah. Anyways. But you look at Lamar Jackson's style of football play, right? I wouldn't want to fully guarantee that contract either. Just like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was an outlier. I, running quarterbacks, I don't trust. A, they, they right. do have trouble throwing. They have accuracy issues, right, because they're not used to throwing yeah. in the pocket as much. Uh, and, and running quarterbacks, they, they have a higher risk of getting hurt and getting hurt bad. But I, I did read something. Both the injuries that happened with Lamar did happen behind the line. It wasn't him scrambling or anything like that. So Joe Burrow was a knee behind, in the pocket. So, uh, Mike, I got a question. Yeah. Emmanuel Acho talks about banding together and all that other shit. You're telling me that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, um, you know, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, all these guys couldn't have banded together and said, hey, listen, this is what we want. Right? They didn't do it for a specific right, reason. Right. Right? Right. They understand the, the, the business aspect of football. They're, they're, and it's actually kind of, it's kind of selfish. To be like, this is exactly what I want. I'm not going to budge. This is, you know, it's it, it is a little selfish yeah. because you're you, you've joined a league where you know that the injury rate is high. I understand that's the reason why you want to get paid because you may get injured and may not mm-hmm. play. That's also understandable. But in the same token, the guys before you never did that either, and they're way better than you. Right. Way better. Yeah. He's. I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning were two of the quarterbacks that you knew consistently would. Hey, you know what? I'll take less money. Pay everybody Make else. The team better. I want a team around me. Drew Brees started to do that too. After a while, I'll take less money. Get me a better team. That's what's important. I want to win. Yeah. Now, and I, yeah. I think that's right. the whole the whole mindset we were talking about earlier is players. Players then compared to players now. Players then, they cared about winning. Players now, it's all about the money. I just want to get paid. Even if I act the fool, not, not, I just want to get paid. Now, uh, hold on, Players. hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead, Luke. All right. No, go, go, go. Uh, I was just going to say, like, a couple things here. First, do I agree with everyone's statement about, you know, what, what works for one player may not necessarily work for another player, 
So, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that all all contract negotiations should just be between the player and the organization. It shouldn't be out in the, you know, for everybody because, you know, maybe there's an organization that, you know, is like, yeah, we can do this and we're going to, you know, we're going to take the risk and make this, but in other organizations not. But also, you can't, you can't be upset with players for wanting more money. Like, and you can't compare them to previous players' contracts, like, 20, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because then we start to get in the argument that's right up there with, uh, you know, the, the women uh, WNBA saying that they want an equal pay to the NBA players and everything. It comes down to revenue. Well, if you look at it, do you know what the average price was for a Super just the Super Bowl? Okay, a Super Bowl ticket in Super Bowl one. Does anybody know? Thirty bucks. Twelve dollars. Josh, look, that's the nineteen sixties though too. You're, uh, you're right. I that's mean, what I'm yeah, you can't. You, no, that, that's not a fair. Then you move forward. You move forward, and I mean the yeah, average. Look at how much they got paid. Look at how much they got paid then too. Right. We and that's my point. It increased because they made, you know, the, the revenue came in, so they made more money. Just like this past Super Bowl, the average ticket price was around nine hundred to a thousand dollars. I'm sure that was before, or that was when the the robots bought them and then sold them back to everybody for three and four thousand. Revenue grows, so your contracts are going to get bigger. I mean, you know, looking at uh, Peyton Manning's first year contract or, or second year contract compared to Somebody else that's a great quarterback, second-year kind. They're not going to be the same, you know. But that's not what we're talking about. We're, we're, talking we're not about, talking about money. We're not talking about money. Pay him all the money you want to pay him. Yeah. We're talking about fully guaranteed for the length of your contract. Oh, I got like you. You I, didn't, you, I got you didn't hear now. these players. You didn't hear Tom Brady say, hey, I want a fully guaranteed contract. I've won you three Super Bowls. My next contract, I want fully guaranteed money. And you didn't hear that. You didn't hear it from anybody. Now, all of a sudden, one, the NBA is the one kind of who started doing this. Once the NBA did the first full guaranteed contract, that was the, that was the ticket for MLB players to start doing it, NFL players to start doing it. And it was a – Well, I mean, MLB was doing fully guaranteed before that too, right? I think MLB is the real culprit. But they've been doing it for a uh, while. It might be. MLB. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, honestly, and, forever. and honestly, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't agree with, uh, you know, fully guaranteed contracts. But at the same time, it goes back to, I think it should be just between the player and the organization. And if there's an organization that's, I mean, if they want to take that risk, because let's be honest, it's only going to take one player to get a really big contract that's fully guaranteed, and then they get hurt, and then they're done, but they still get all that money. No other organization is going to touch but, a fully guaranteed contract. But, They're going to be like, okay. I mean, I, look, again, I'll say fully guaranteed is, like, very relative, right? So, so my opinion is that, like, if you're asking for a fully guaranteed contract, you should fully guarantee performance for the length of the contract. I, I'm okay with short-term, like, three years, four years. Three years, I think, is max for fully guaranteed. You know what, Lamar? <laughs> I will fully guarantee three years – 
$150 million. Well, That's but even, million even the year. short term, I like Sam's idea. I like saying, okay, I'll guarantee it, but you got to meet your goals. If you don't meet your goals, you don't get fully guaranteed. This is the percentage you get, and it's based off of your percentage that you made to your goals. Like, no, I 100% agree with Sam. Like, I like both those ideas. Short term, okay, I'll give you a three-year fully guaranteed, but for each year, you have to set goals, and you have to meet them to get the fully guaranteed. You're absolutely I, – I agree. There's so many teams that lost money on players, paying them ACLs, Achilles, gone for the whole year. Michael Thomas is prime example. They paid him all that money, and he hasn't even properly played in like three years almost. Yeah, yeah, it's been about three years, and yeah, and it was like right after he signed that big long-term deal with a lot of money. Yeah, and that's because he broke the reception record. That's what it was. He right, it was right yeah. after that season, and he signed that deal. Right after. Yep. And and now the Saints are in trouble because they gave away all that money, and now they have to cut a bunch of players. Yep. Yeah. Because they're they're so far over the salary cap, and he's probably and a lot be better than him anyways. If you ask me, at this point, right? At this Way point, better. yeah, but I. Realistically, no, I don't think he's a bad receiver. That wasn't me, it was the Asian guy. All right, as you know, when you hear that music, uh, it is time for the magical mystery box of questions. And uh, let's see, drawing today. The question is, who defined hip-hop? What artists defined hip-hop in the 90s? Tupac. I'm going to have to go and say something completely different. Okay. I'm going to go with Wu-Tang, baby. Wu-Tang, that's a good... And that's because it's collectively all all together, like, pushed aside. I mean, to be honest with you, talking about the 90s, like, like MC the song Hammer, said, baby. Like the song said, you forgot Jeez. about Dre. Doctor Dre. <laughs> all right, Doctor Dre. All good. All, all. I, I, I go with Biggie and the whole, you know. Biggie. Fuck that, Biggie. What? Fuck that. Come on, man. Biggie. Are you serious right now? How are you going to besmirch Notorious B.I.G.'s name? Yo, don't be talking I, shit I, about Notorious B.I.G., baby. Notorious Big IG. Should have been big ass Listen, Dr. Dre was a great producer, not so much a rapper. He wasn't a great rapper. He put out great albums because he produced the shit, had great beats. But the first and, product. And Snoop wrote 85% of his rhymes for him. He's come out and said that. So, uh, the first chronic. Wouldn't have been as good without Snoop Dogg being around. And the second chronic, it was Eminem. It was the Eminem show on a lot of that. So, oh yeah. Not to take anything so, away from Dr. Now, Dre. Dr. Dre is phenomenal. Now hold on though. You said what artist defined hip hop in the '90s? Well, sure, I would argue yeah, no, that Dr. Dre, being a part of all those things, you know, having his hand in the NWA in the '80s. And then, uh, you know, discovering Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and all those things, he defined hip-hop in the 90s. Okay. okay. You have a point. That, you have a good point. 
You have a good point. But now, I, now, if you're saying who is the greatest rapper of the 90s or something like that, that's a different conversation. Sure. All right. Fair enough. It's all about wording, damn it. Moving on. <laughs> all right. We got about five minutes to go. Uh, today is the men's uh, national championship game. Uh, you got UConn, who's a stalwart. They've, they've won multiple national titles. Uh, they, they've been here before to the Final Four. And you got San Diego start San Diego start San Diego State upstart Mountain West team. They've been very good all year, though uh, San Diego State has. Here's the thing: They've not played a close game all tournament. They've blown out everybody. Uh, uh, San Diego State has played very tight games for most of this tournament uh, after the after their first two matchups. They played Alabama, which they ended up winning by seven, but it was a it was a two point game with like with like sixty seconds left, uh, and they ended up hitting some free throws to put the game kinda out of reach. Creighton they beat by one, FAU they beat on the last second shot by one. Why does this matter? What matters is if the game's tight UConn has not played a tight game all tournament. Their average margin of victory has been 17 points. Uh, they beat Miami in the Final Four game. They beat them by 13. The closest Miami ever got to them was nine points. If this game is down to the wire and it's a two- or three-point game with about a minute or minute ten to go, I wonder if UConn's going to freeze up in the moment. San Diego State's been there before. They've played a lot of tight games this tournament. I feel like they are more used to the pressure of it. But can San Diego State keep it close? That's the biggest question. That's another question. Is, was, is UConn even going to be in a position to where it's coming down to the wire? Because, like I said, they've blown out everybody, and they've blown out some very good teams this tournament. I think UConn is the favorite by far, just because I think they're more well-rested. You're, you're absolutely right with San Diego State. That FAU game, they came back from 14 down in the second half to win that game yeah. on that last game. Yeah. So do they have enough in the tank? That's my right. question for them. I, I mean, I hope they do, and I, I hope they can pull off the upset, but I don't think they do. Uh, so I think UConn wins, and I'm going to say it's over 10 points. Yeah, uh, UConn is right I, I now mean, is, is right. listed as the favorites. By uh, do you have a line in there? Anybody got a uh, line of how much uh, their favorite? Well, the spread is uh, so UConn is minus seven and a half. Okay. Um, okay. But then the money line, UConn is uh, minus three fifty, and San Diego is plus two ninety. Okay. So I mean, UConn seven and a half spread is fairly large for a national title game. To be honest with you, I, I mean, think the hundred and thirty so, over under is is a little high too. I think yeah. San Diego State yeah. they, they play uh, they play games with a lot of defense, so they don't score a lot. A lot of their a lot of their yeah. games are like fifty to sixty points, and that's it. I'm I'm very curious that's because they have length. The, San Diego San yeah, Diego State they do have length. length. But, I'll tell you the player to watch tonight, Jordan Hawkins, right now for UConn. Uh, so, Sam, I don't know if you remember uh, here, uh, point guard for UConn, and he got drafted by the Heat. Yes. When, uh, LeBron was still there, right? UConn went yep. on a couple runs around that time. Shabazz Napier got hot, 
led them to a national championship. He All of a sudden, he gets drafted in the first round of the NBA draft when no one was talking about him. Kemba Walker turned into a lottery pick after making a magical run. Jordan Hawkins right. has been going around anywhere between 21 and 26. If he continues to go off and UConn wins a national title, do you think Jordan Hawkins can sneak his way into the lottery? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think a lot of teams will then go back and look at all the tape on him. And they're like, all right, is he fit for this? Is he fit for that? Whereas, you know what, right now, I'm not saying that people are not doing their their research on him. They may not be delving as deep as they need to. Once he hits the national stage at that level and wins it, I think, again, he has to play really well tonight, right? So if he does, I think it'll turn a lot of heads for scouts and, you know, from a scouting perspective. They're going to be like, let's take a look at this guy. I mean, on the season, dude, here's Jordan Hawkins. He's averaging 17 points a game. Um, not He's a shooting guard, so he's only averaging like 1.3 assists, four rebounds. But here's what stands out to me. He's a 91% free throw shooter, and he's shooting 40% from three-point range. So you and I both know this, right? So the, the, one of the telltale signs that you're a good shooter is that your your free throw percentage has to be good. Yes. If your free throw yeah. percentage is bad, that, that that's a it's a good chance that you're probably not that good of a shooter. Or even if your free throw percentage is average, right? Like just average. And see the thing that's the only me, oh, that's the only that's the only um that's the only stat where you can be like at eighty percent, but they expect ninety there. You know, so it's not as good. Yeah. And he's ninety-one percent from the line. Ninety-one percent right. from the line is is incredible to me. What's his What's his field goal uh, percentage? Field goal percentage is forty-five percent. That's not bad. That's like fifty, fifty, uh, forty, ninety. You know. Yeah. No, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty solid. And he's a big. And he, he's a big guard, guys. He's six foot five. Hundred pounds. So he's I see a little small. bit of like. Uh, like a taller, bigger version of like a scoring – because I see a little bit of Donovan Mitchell, like the scoring um, push in him too. Yeah. So that that'd be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to see if he can work his way up draft charts. Uh, like I said, he's been he's been mocked around 20 – pick 21 to 26. But I, I, think, I think we're going to get a good game tonight. I, I Maybe, but – I don't know. We could also see very well see a blowout because UConn's been blowing everybody out. So um, blowing everybody. one, one of the in. things I would say, one of the things for him to to like really jump across the board is that in the NBA he'll be expected to be a primary ball handler if he's on and off switching with the point guard, even if he's playing shooting, right? And, and he has to have that one point three assists can't be there, right? He has to be good with the ball in his hand. Yeah, he has to be better. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree, but that could just also be what he's being asked at UConn. He's being asked to kind of carry the offensive load. And so, um, Bleacher Report's latest mock draft has him going. Good Lord, they, they I mean, they have him going late. They have him going uh, pick 28 to the Utah Jazz. I agree with that. I, no, I think he's going to go up higher than have. that. I think he's going to go higher than that. There, I mean, there's a lot of cats on here that I think he's better than, that I'm, I'm sitting here, right. like, looking at, you know, and I'm like, you know, 
Well, how do you have him go? I mean, and to be fair, they have Brandon Miller go fall into number five at Portland Trailblazers. If Brandon Miller falls to number five and Portland has a fifth pick, they should be doing fucking somersaults uh, of fucking yeah. joy if yeah. Brandon Miller's there at number you five. Could, you pretty much get so. the second best player almost in the draft. Yeah. At five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have and Oscar Thompson and Scoot Henderson all going over Brandon Miller, and I, I don't, I don't really agree with that. No, I don't agree with so, that either. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the Thompson twins. Amen and Oscar. I just, uh, I don't, I don't really like their game too much from what I've seen. So, speaking of game, real quick, I know we're running out of time. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights, Sam, or not, but when Binyana. A crossover step back. He yeah, yeah, it. I saw. He shot a three, and then he dunked his own his his own putback. Yeah, I saw it. Like the from like the free throw line, he dunked it <laughs> on his own. Like he jumped yeah. in the free one step so inside long. the free throw line. He just he he he, he had, had a putback on his own three pointer. That's that's yeah. pretty solid. Jesus. Yeah, when Mignana, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sam disagree on this one, and that's okay. I think Wembenyana is the next unicorn. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a guy that that turns a team's fortunes around. Just not if he's going to the Pistons because the Pistons are not a good fit. So for just him. let's not just say, just, let's just imagine on that same play where where Wembenyana is going for a putback, but he has to run through Joel Embiid to go for the putback. I, I mean, I, I get your point, but he is playing know. pro basketball at 18 years old. He's playing pro basketball overseas at the professional league, just like Luka Doncic. I mean, so did Luka. Luka played in Barcelona. Luka played in a professional league as well. Luka did as well. Exactly, and you saw Luka how good he was as a rookie. This isn't some college team. This isn't some you know some G League team that he's doing. But this. his body is completely different. Luka's body is completely I know. different. I I know he's a lot shorter and he's stockier. Like and the I European did. guys but are not I, built like heavy like Embiid is. You know, if you told me yeah. he was playing basketball for an African league, I'd be like, all right, dude, he's probably getting bodied up by a bunch of other Embiid's that are sitting there. Racist. By a bunch of Dikembe's? A bunch of Dikembe's down there? <laughs> a, bunch of bull, a bunch of Manu Bulls. Wait, what's our all African team? What's the all African team? Is it? It's got to be. They're all centers, though. We don't have any guards. Yeah, they're all, all centers. Hakeem, Joel, Manu. You guys have been watching up in the air all, way too much. So I guess I got to pull up air my up Kevin Bacon this right now. The air up there. Get the, get it fucking straight. The okay, it's the air up there, not up in the air. Yeah, come on, bro. Uh, for record, if we were going to talk about a basketball movie in 2023, it'd be Shawana Man or uh, Juana Man. Juana Man. We were talking about. You guys can't get movie titles right, can you? No, they well, can't. We were talking Fuck about African say. basketball team, and the air up there is he traveled to Africa. That's that's why I mentioned that movie. Right, I, I know, yeah, but you got you got the title of the movie wrong. So did Joe when he was saying Shawana Man. Right, but Shawana Man <laughs> is about the <laughs> basketball player gets kicked off and then dresses like a woman to play in the WNBA. Yeah, that would fit in with today's group very well. See, and they would yell at him in, in today's age because he no, they would allow it, they would promote yeah. it. 
Brittany, Brittany Griner is basically, I mean, Juana Man. They look very similar if you pull them up. They they look very, very similar. So, all right, guys, that is all the time that we have. We'll be back at it later on. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making last Monday's show the highest-rated show we've ever had, most downloaded. Ended the show with uh, – ended the week with 28,765 downloads. So, thank you. Very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, please tune in. We will try to get that up going. Uh, I know we've been talking about moving on Blog Talk Radio for a while, uh, but nothing's come to fruition because can't find anything that meets our needs. So, anyway, we'll be back at it on Friday. Thanks for tuning in. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.